Okay. Well, good chaydesh. We are already now beginning the amazing double 60 days of joy. Other 60 days of joy to wipe away any negativity. 60 days of simcha, 60 days of dancing. So, good chaydesh. In Tanya, we are continuing the idea that we began yesterday to show how special the connection is to Hashem when you do a mitzvah. If you remember, we are saying that not only is our Ava Mitzvah a very, very potent force to keep me from doing wrong, I can't do wrong. If I do wrong, I'm disconnecting from Hashem. It's not worth it. I don't want to lose that relationship. But also, it's a very, very powerful force. And the Rebbe is saying it should be an even more powerful force to get me to do the right. If I love Hashem so much that I care about a temporary disconnection, how much more so should I strive to make permanent connections? And every mitzvah is a permanent connection. And if the mitzvah is hard for me, then the permanent connection is very, very powerful. Well, how powerful is it? Well, the Rebbe says there's two really important things to know about this connection. First, we said yesterday that it is so one you, the will of Hashem, your neshama, the garments of soul that are doing the mitzvah, they're all so one, there's no symptom, there's no constriction, there's no barriers. I mean, we don't feel it, because if we did, we would cease to exist. But at this moment, when you are doing the mitzvah, like right now we're doing a mitzvah, the mitzvah we're doing is called learning Torah. But any mitzvah, this is true for the Rebbe saying, that the bond of my neshama and the avistra is so, so, so strong it breaks through all constrictions. It's beyond all constrictions. That's what we said yesterday. Additionally, the Rebbe is saying, when you do the mitzvah, the bond is permanent. It's forever. No matter what happens afterwards, the bond will always exist. Now, how do I know the bond is forever? Well, the Rebbe says it's very simple. The Eidishter is forever. Hashem is forever. God's forever. His Torah is forever. His will is forever. His speech is forever. So the mitzvah and the Torah, which are the expression of him, expression of his will, expression of his wisdom, expression of his speech, this is forever. So what does that mean practically that the mitzvah is forever? So the Rebbe says, what it means is like this. You are doing a mitzvah. Right now you're doing the mitzvah of learning Torah. This enormous bond that is created, I'll say me, between me and Hashem, is feeding my neshama, giloy rav, an enormous revelation, the inner way of Hashem, and it's feeding my neshama, and feeding my neshama, and feeding my neshama, until I do something wrong. Hopefully, that won't happen. Or maybe in like a few years. But at whatever point in my life, from this moment, that I do something wrong, I go against his will, from that moment of transgression, the bond is like put in the freezer, meaning we said the bond lasts forever. So it, it's not destroyed. It's not cut off. It's not like, okay, so you got three good years out of that mitzvah. Hey, that's awesome. No, that bond exists forever. But right now, because I did something to separate myself from Hashem's will, all of my connections to Hashem temporarily are removed from feeding me. They go into the closet. When are they brought back? When I do tshuva, 
So just imagine this. Like, let's say, I don't know, since this morning. Well, I mean, you said my da'ani, and you watched Megavas, or you, you said brachas, you get stokka, uh, you probably ate something, you ate brachas before, you ate brachas after, the food was kosher, you were sneezed. I don't know. You probably done at least 100 mitzvahs over the course of the day, if not more. So every mitzvah is feeding you, is feeding you, is feeding you, is feeding you. And then comes the great fall. You can describe to yourself what your great fall was. When that great fall happens, whatever you did wrong, every single bond that is currently feeding your neshama gets put in the closet. They all get disconnected. They all still exist, and they all get disconnected. And then if after my great fall, I continue doing another 500 mitzvahs, well, those bonds are feeding me and feeding me and feeding me until until another time I have a transgression. But what about the previous bonds? What about all the hundreds of thousands of bonds, millions of bonds that I've created over my entire lifetime? They all exist. And they're restored the second I do tshuva. That's why tshuva is very practical. In other words, when... When you're hearing it's Russia or you're in school, it sounds like this like theoretical abstract thing that people do like in Elul. Oh, you do this theoretical abstract thing called regret and confession and resolution not to do it again. And then this theoretical abstract thing called repentance happens. No, the author ever says, this is very practical. We're human. We are. We mess up. We do. There's a way to resolve that. It's called shuva. It's part of the reality of our life as a Jew, constant tshuva, constant repentance. It's very simple. You regret. For real. You feel bad you did it. You confess. If you daven, you have an opportunity after Shacharach Manasseh, you have an opportunity after Minchach Manasseh, you have an opportunity to Kriyash Ma'al we say Vidoy. When you're saying Vidoy, think of the thing you did wrong. You're confessing it now. You don't say the vidoy. You say shmona esrei, tlachon ovinu kichatanu, b'cholon amokeinu kifashanu. As you say those two things, think of what you did wrong. I mean, if that totally isn't going to work for you, you could open your mouth and say, and I guess make sure no one's around so you don't feel too strange, Hashem, I am sorry, I did X, Y, and Z wrong, and I am resolving not to do it again. And sincerely resolve not to do it again. And then what's going to happen? The great trap, a test. Hashem's going to set up the situation similar enough to what you did wrong to test you, perhaps slightly different to fool you, watch for the test. It will come. It always does. I watch for it. It's like, you know the cops do. You come to a complete stop. You know the test is coming. Pass the test. At that point, you get your atonement. What does that mean from the perspective of Chapter 25 of Tanya? All the bonds that were interrupted by this act are restored. Well, what if, I mean, I, I have bonds since the beginning of my life. you think I remember everything I did wrong? I mean, I've been doing mitzvahs all my life. He might be 30 or 40 or 50 or more. I've got a lot of mitzvahs in that closet that maybe were never restored because you never did a real repentance. So do a general one. Think of all these ways you could have disconnected yourself and really resolved not to. Or if that doesn't work for you at all, do a tshuva me'ahava. Tshuva me'ahava means it's also practical. I know people think it's not. It's very practical. It really works. It's very powerful. I mess up. I do tshuva all the time. It really works. Tshuva me'ahava means you think to Hashem, you think to yourself, wow, I have this, this garbage in me. The garbage we're talking about here specifically is the transgressions. And I never did tshuva because I never remember all the things I've done wrong. I could, I could imagine. But 
and that's a lot of things I never even did two before. And it's it's a barrier between me and you. It's it's a darkness inside of me. It's an ugliness inside of me. I don't want to have this evil inside of me anymore. I want to be free from it. But what am I going to do because of the evil inside of me? I'm going to push harder to serve you. Classically, it's in learning Tyra. You could probably do it in other ways. But I'm going to learn Tyra much better than, I mean, maybe I don't even learn. Now I'm going to learn because of it. Or maybe I learn, but like, you know, I dive into my chitas. I'm going to learn my chitas. Or maybe I pretend to learn, but I read and, and put pages. I'm going to really be focused. I'm going to push harder to do good only because of the darkness inside of me. So that darkness is now the catalyst for all this godliness, which means the darkness becomes part of the godliness, which means there's a complete transformation, which means you did Shuva Me'ahava, which means, from the perspective of this chapter, all of those millions and millions of bonds that you created but are not feeding you because they got disconnected through sin, they're all back feeding your soul. Can you imagine what that would feel like? No, you can't. But, but, but it's doable. It's really doable. The author of it says, this is so necessary and so prevalent, meaning it's prevalent to do good and it's prevalent to mess up. And therefore, you create the bonds and the bonds get disconnected. You create the bonds and the bonds get disconnected. And we really want those bonds because they're an enormous flow, like think of a, of a power drink, of an energy drink, but like constant pumping you, pumping you with, with energy, with godly energy, constant force. We created bonds. We want them to feed us, and, and that's what they're supposed to do. The author ever says this is so necessary and so normal to create the bonds and lose them, disconnect because of sin. That's why our sages put in Shemona Esrei the bracha of Slachlanesh. Because our sages knew we would mess up. And they want us to restore those bonds right away. So, like, if you messed up now, well, you could dive in Myriv and restore the bonds. And if you messed up after Myriv, you'll dive in tomorrow's Shacharis and restore the bonds. And if you messed up after Shacharis, you'll dive in Mincha and restore the bonds. And if you messed up after Mincha, you'll dive in Myriv and restore the bonds. That's why they have us say Slachlana three times a day. Because they really want those bonds to constantly be feeding us. And they understand we're human. And they understand we might mess up. And they want to build into our daily cycle three times a day an opportunity to do tshuva, to repent. Slachwana specifically is for transgressions of an ase. You didn't daven. You didn't give staka. There was something you were supposed to do and you didn't do. But in general, the concept is have built into your system regular tshuva so those bonds will always come back. A person could say, but wait, then I'm relying on tshuva. Hey, that's the same problem we discussed in the beginning of this chapter. Then I'm relying on tshuva, and you can't rely on tshuva, or if you do, then it's really difficult. Whoever says, no, no issue. You're not sinning because after, you know, you've been down from yesterday, and you're safe, and you're going to attain your tshuva. You're sinning because you're sinning. It happens to be, because our sages know you. They built in a way for you to resolve the issue quickly. But the sin is not prompted by the slachlanu tshuva, you're going to say in an hour or two. So therefore, it is no issue at all. Do tshuva as soon as you can. Restore those bonds, and they should continue feeding your neshama. Any questions? Please unmute yourself, star six. Okay? But chaydesh.